it's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. Bradley. Jacob. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I am desperately and very delicately trying to move this wire because it's sitting in an uncomfortable position. And if I move it the wrong way, I'm going to lose audio, so... That's perfect. That's always good when that's an option. There, can you hear me? I, I yes, I can. I did not like the the, the groan. It scared me. It was it was my my groan of nervousness. I can't help it. I was expecting it to be like one of those memes where like someone just like phases out of existence. <laughs> like I hear like the sound you're making, and then she's like ah. Do that. Yeah, I'm just I'm gone. You're like why am I why am I sitting here? What was I doing? You just got fucking Thanos snapped. Yep. That would be like, I've often thought about that since Infinity War. How crazy would it be if you were just like sitting at home like we are now, like talking, and then the person on the other end just disappeared, and then I notice people walking by out my window right now because I'm looking out the window to see if the UPS guy shows up because I have to sign for this package. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> fucking, I just thought about if those two people I just saw walking by just all of a sudden turned to dust, what the fuck would my reaction be? <laughs> It's like, all right, uh, back to bed. I'm clearly dreaming. We'll try again tomorrow. I don't even know how I'd react. I'd be like, oh, the Avengers fucked it up again. Yep. I was. Yeah. I think about that stuff a lot. Like, what what it would be like to live in like these super powered worlds, just as a normal person, like living oh, in hell. Living in like the Dragon Ball Z universe would be the worst fucking thing imaginable. All of humanity is wiped out once every like five to seven years. And you have to pray to God that you were a good enough person so that when they wish all the good people back to life with the Dragon Balls, you get to be one of them. That is some fucky shit. Who is to determine who is a good person and who is not? Uh, depending on where you are in the series, either Shenron, King Yama, or one of the Kais. But I'm just saying, like, you know, let's say, like, for example, I am a good person for most of my life. And then I just start having, like, a bad time or, like, I'm just, like, a dick to somebody randomly on the day where all of humanity is wiped out. Mm -hmm. And now when they wish back all the good people, I don't come back because of my one sin. Uh, that's it's, it's entirely up to King Yama and where you went when you died because you get to stand in this long-ass line with all these other souls. And he decides whether or not you get to keep your body in the afterlife or if you get sent down into, into hell or Hiffle, depending on your dub. This is also my problem with Christianity, <laughs> is that you could be a fucking dickhead your entire life. You could do awful, terrible things your entire life, but if at the end you, like, repent for your sins or you just, like, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get into heaven. I, assuming the Christians are right, otherwise you accept Jesus and, you know, the Muslims well, are like, oh, right. sorry, wrong choice, brother. That's true. I'm just thinking about it because the most exposure I have is from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. It just never made much sense to me. I, I always subscribe to the, uh, I will not be a part of any club that would have me as a member, so. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem. They don't turn people away in Christianity. Exactly. Have some standards, you, damn it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I guess it's the same thing, like, if you go to a nightclub. I've started going, I went to a couple nightclubs recently. Oh, God. That's been an interesting experience. 
Is that a synonym for uh, not a good experience? That sounds not fun. Not in our uh, area. I mean, it was in Providence. It wasn't literally in our area. Ah. So I went to a bigger city to do these things. Uh, I assume a nightclub in our area would just be constant violence all the time. Uh, yeah, there has to be like a death a week would be my... Like mm. People get stabbed at like pool halls in our city, so... <laughs> Have I ever told you the story of the time where I thought I might be, like, clairvoyant? No. Okay, so this is a uh, a side story on here. I'll get back to the nightclub thing in a minute, people. But one night, um, me and my friends went to go play laser tag. And the laser tag place in our town is right next to a pool hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad asked me why we didn't go to the pool hall instead of the... Uh, the laser tag place and i said i don't want to get stabbed because that's what the reputation of this place has that it's just like a bunch of fucking you know not great people yeah you will get stabbed there yeah so i'm sitting there and we're waiting for our next game of laser tag to like go and then my dad calls me and he's like are you all right i'm like what, what do you mean am i all right what yeah the they're not real guns dad they're just okay <laughs> yeah and he goes i just heard on uh they have, like, these Facebook pages for fucking police scanners and people post, like, shit going on around the city. I guess someone posted that there was a stabbing at this fucking pool hall. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God. I said earlier that there was going to be a stabbing. You killed a man, Jacob. Yeah. And then I said, all right, let's really test this out. Next game, I guarantee you, I will be in fourth place. Brad, I shit you not, the next game I was in fourth place. Oh, you're tempting fate, Jacob. This is a power man was not meant to wield. So I think I'm clairvoyant, honestly. <laughs> well, I'd be careful with know. that shit. That you know, they, they'll monkey paw your ass into you know. Well, that's the problem. Is most of my clairvoyance has been a monkey paws situation. You know, I, I think I'm clairvoyant about the things that are gonna happen in my life, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, those things do happen because it's the negative outcome that you expected. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to the nightclub thing. Um, not necessarily my scene i'll be honest with you i think i'm just doing it now because i'm single and i feel like i have to do that and you have to mingle right yeah it's um it's a very interesting uh sort of place these kinds of clubs. i went to two different types of clubs the first one was just like a regular nightclub i went to a gay club last night um just for funsies and uh it was kind of exactly what I expected it to be, but like also a it was nightclub, just... but with more men. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was weird that we were just two straight dudes who went to a gay nightclub, but we tried to go to a different nightclub, but then they were at capacity. So then we were like, "Well, let's just go to this. Let's go to Ego, which is the gay club we went to." It was. It was fun. They were playing good music, and the bartender was very nice to me. So. Clearly, I might be his type. I don't know. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. He called me a doll, so. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, I, very much embracing the stereotypes a lot of the people in this place. Hey, live your best uh, life. And the first time I was incredibly drunk and then got really sad on the ride home, so it wasn't that great of a time towards the end, but I had fun in, like, the moment, I guess. I drank a lot of Jack and Cokes, or no, Captain and Cokes. Which uh, I think was my downfall was having hard liquor instead of just like a seltzer or beer. I think having liquor at all with you at this point is is your downfall. 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, I've realized that after the fact, but I, I, it's weird. If I, if I'm good and I like go out and drink and just stick to beer, unless I'm like literally like drinking for hours on end and like drinking fast, then I'll get kind of fucked up. But even then I still won't be as like in a, <laughs> in a like fucked up state as I am when I drink hard liquor, like shots or, or like a mixed drink or something like that. And I had already made the mistake of going out to get Mexican food and got margaritas with dinner. But it was a delicious margarita, to be fair. Why is that the most common drink with... Like, I get tequila, yeah, sure, but like... Margarita is the most popular drink in America, I found out. Is it really? Yeah, John Taffer told me that on Bar Rescue. Huh. Doesn't surprise popular drink in America. Um, I mean, they're just... They're sweet, and they get you drunk. I think that that's a lot of people's requirement for... things in life at least when it comes to alcohol and also like when you go get mexican food what are you gonna drink like let's be honest i mean there are other options i i'm not a big margarita guy myself personally but yeah they're okay like if that's what we're getting i like a i like a flavored margarita i don't like a basic margarita that much Mm -hmm. like i like a like the one i got the other night when i went to go get mexican was watermelon and that was delicious but that's just a white people version of a Spanish thing. So I mean, it's what we do in America like here. Like, create an <laughs> entire fast food chain. <laughs> yeah, we adapt things for ourselves. I want... I, I've, you know, I've quit drinking at this point, but I would love if we had one of those Taco Bells that served alcohol just for the sheer curiosity of drinking an alcoholic Baja Blast. I cannot imagine a place I would want to work less, like when I was a teenager, like 16, just started working, than a fast food joint that served booze. Because I already had a, a an, an iffy they probably time. Don't, they probably don't let 16-year-olds work at those Taco Bells. They probably um, can't. Maybe. Well, not necessarily, because you can work at, like, uh, a retailer that sells booze. Like a mass retailer, like a Target or a Walmart, if you're 16 and they well, sell booze. Yeah, but you can't work that's at different, because it's, it, it's not exclusively a booze thing, but I think, like, restaurants have different rules. Like, like I don't think minors can, like, handle alcohol. I don't really know how the Taco Bell Cantina works, I'll be honest with you, but... That's a good question. I know minors can't handle alcohol. So, like, uh, like someone who's under 21 can be, like, a waitress... But, like, they can't work at the bar or, like, actually, like, make the drinks themselves. Right. Like, you know, if it's one of those types of deals. So. Yeah, I wonder if they say, like, screw it, we just won't hire anybody underage. But I, I gotta imagine that probably cuts down on their applicants quite a bit. True. But there will always be plenty of drug addicts in the world who need easy jobs to get. I, so. Dude, having worked one of those jobs, I already had shit thrown at my head from perfectly sober people. I cannot imagine working a fast food joint where alcohol is involved. That sounds miserable. I just, like, I want to know who's, like, my big night out is going to be Taco Bell. That's how you end your big night out. Right. That's my problem, Ah. is that, like, you've been to three bars, you're drunk off your ass, you want to get your last buzz at a Taco Bell at 3 a.m., and I'm just like, nah, man, I'm not here for it. Well, I'm sure, depending on the rules, they can't serve alcohol past a certain time, because every state has, like, their own... Yeah, closing time. That kind of shit. Yeah. So, there might be a case if you can get food after, after like, you know, like, say, like, 2 a.m., because that's what bars usually close around here is, like, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still get food after 2 a.m., but you probably can't get drinks, I would assume. Yeah, I don't want your ass at all. 
as well. I mean, fault. that's going to happen anyway if you work at a fast food joint on, like, third shift. Like, you're going to get drunk people on the way home from the bars anyway, so... I guess you might as well just accept the inevitability of it. That was the wildest time of my life for a job, was working fast food. I, I There are days that I actually do miss it, because it was, it was fun. It was wild. It seems like... Uh, the type of job where the shift would go by quick because it's always busy. Yeah, it depends on the shift. Like, the, the morning shifts were hectic for the first rush, dead for two hours or three hours, and then hectic for the lunch. So, like, the, the start and the end were fine. The middle bit sucked. Um, the night shifts were, were sort of sporadic. It kind of depended on the day. But, like, the people that go through drive throughs or go into a fast food joint are a special kind of breed, let me tell you. Like... <laughs> First time I ever got flashed was at uh, was at a fast food joint. You got flashed? Yeah, like I titties. Yeah, I worked at a. I worked almost exclusively the drive-through and the front counter when I worked fast food because I I might have told this story on the show before, but the the McDonald's that I worked at when I was sixteen uh, only had a handful of people who spoke English at <laughs> on on any given shift, like. 60% of our staff at any given point it, it did not speak English as a primary language or did not speak it at all. And so so we had like uh, it, communication was was difficult, but if you if you spoke English, you worked the counter because they didn't need you on the grills or the fries or anything. Like mm. and one day I was just working the drive like I always do. I would prop my phone up on the register cuz people didn't see you 90% of the time. They saw you for 2 seconds and they came up to the window. So I'd be watching like league of legends pro play as i'm as i'm working and i remember i swear i remember the car per it was a blue and white mustang a woman drives up to the to the the window uh to i don't even know what the fuck her order was but i look over and hits her out and i in the best possible way i could i said nothing i took her money i did the exchange i nodded said have a nice day and went so back <laughs> She was sitting there with just no shirt on, or she literally lifted them up as you came to the window? Uh, there was no shirt on. I don't know if she took it off on the drive there and then put it back on for the second window. I don't know what she did. I didn't ask questions. I just kind of blinked twice when... Maybe she just has, like, a a public kink? I don't know. I mean, that, if that's... the fucking prank YouTube channels have taught me anything, so people do anything in a drive through window. And there is I mean, an exhibitionist fe fetish, so I don't know. That's yeah, that, that's that's what I meant. I meant exhibitionist, not public. Although public, I guess, is a fetish too. But um, that, I guess that's more sex-related than just flashing your tits. Also, that's um, I think it's a crime. It absolutely is. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it's a it's a crime in general to be naked in public, but uh, it's also more of a crime because you were underage. Uh, y yes. Yes. Um, uh, to be fair, I didn't look it. Oh, no, you've always looked like you're over the limit. I've had a full, yeah, I've had a full goatee since I was like 15. So I haven't yeah, been, always... I don't think I've ever actually been carded except for the, like, you know, the employees that like will card literally everybody. Like mm. they don't care if you're 60, like you have gray hair and you're clearly 65, but they're going to ask for a card anyway. Like I get carded that's by just those like people. some places. Yeah. Some places are just like that because of like shit that's happened, whether it's like, you know, they had a close call once and so now they called, you know, yeah. they card everybody. But yeah, except for those people, I don't think I've ever actually been carded. Even when I was underage, I've never been carded. 
I, it's so weird. Like, I was carded when I was underage for things like movies or, um, and I, I don't think I looked like a child. I had a beard once I was in high school. Um, but like, you know, like I said, like once I got to high school and it was like, obviously I was going out with my friends to go see movies and not my parents anymore. Mm -hmm. Like once we tried to go see R rated movies, that became an issue until we learned the life hack kids. If you're underage and you want to see an R rated movie, here's a little life hack for you. You know, they have those ticket buying machines now where you can just go up to the little touch screen and just buy a ticket. Just do it there. They can't card you. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> And most of the time, the employee who's taking tickets, if there even is one there, they're not going to say shit. No, so they don't care. Like they, they don't. They want just a smooth running night. So they'll take your ticket, rip it in half, and say, enjoy the movie. And hopefully, you don't go back with you too, like I do every fucking time I go to the movies. Because my, my fucking just auto response for like, have a good day is just, you too. <laughs> So I just assume they're going to say, have a good day. So I just go, you too. And they're like, enjoy the movie. And then I'm like, sometimes, though, there's a cute girl behind the snack counter. And I say, you too. And I honestly want to be like, do you, do you want to come watch the movie with me? Yeah. And get a drink afterwards at MacGuffin's, the bar in this AMC. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. and But other than that, I second i got to be of actual like 18 years of age and had an id i never got carded again the only time actually that's a lie i got carded one time and it was just because i said it was my birthday so i could get a free meal and then they checked my id to make sure it was actually my birthday yeah i mean come on they got <laughs> they gotta make sure nobody's you know trying to scam them here god forbid they lose out on the 15 dollars for the buffalo chicken pizza yeah it's very important that they make every dollar profit on that I guarantee you that pizza costs them, like, fucking five to make, but... Oh, yeah. If that. Yeah. That's... Other than that, though, I don't think I've ever been carded again in my life. I'm telling you, man, the benefits of, uh... Grown-out facial hair at a young age. Like, I couldn't... I couldn't grow a beard until... Actually, until very recently. Like, last couple of years, it's been... It's been easier. It's kind of filled out more. Um... Before that was patchy as hell, but like the goatee has been has been solid ever since I started growing it at all, mm -hmm. and uh, it has served me well. I still love your photo in the yearbook <laughs> with your goatee. You're just doing like this little fucking look. Oh God! Like you're trying to be suave or something. I don't know if that's what the person told you to do, but is it? Ow, it's the fuck, one. I just need my desk. God damn it! Sorry. Nice, nice job. Is it, that's the one like me in that red polo? I think right. Is that the photo I'm? Yeah, of? yeah. You're in like a you're like in a reddish orange polo. Yeah, dude. She did not tell me to look like that, but she was pissing me off. So. Same. When I took mine, I like wanted to like knock the person out taking my photos because they were just like okay smile and i'd smile like my normal way and they'd be like no 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 like smile like show like teeth like really like look like you're happy to be here and i wanted to be like i'm not happy to be here yeah i'd be like i was I'm happy this and then you I... opened your mouth so this I was is like i dressed get. i was like i dressed up nice for this when in reality all i need to do is wear a nice shirt i don't know why the fuck i put on khakis too but yeah, I tried not going, because I'm like, I, I don't give a shit about photos. Never have, never will. So, like, can I just not? And that didn't fly, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's an awful photo of me. Not only am I, like, 210 pounds in that photo... Yeah, you do look very fat in that photo, to be fair. It is... Like, no offense, dude, you look very fat. It is one of... I it's too, the heaviest I've ever been was in that was in that photo, or close to. 
I don't remember. It was probably close. Because I was... I was not a small human until, uh... <laughs> well, now. Now you look anorexic. Yeah, I don't... I mean, everybody tells me that, but I look at me and I'm like, you guys are fucking blind. I just, I think I just wear clothes that hide it well. I've learned. Well, I, I think, I think also it's like I've known you at your heaviest, and now I know you now. So like when I see you, I'm like, you look different to me. I don't know. Yeah, I bumped into um, a, a guy I went to high school with. He was in my shop that we hadn't seen since graduation. This was a year or two back, so we hadn't seen each other. Was it Brian? It was not Brian. Um. <laughs> I dude, I I miss Brian. I I, I do want to I want to catch up with him at some point. He was a funny bastard. We should tell some Brian stories sometimes cuz Brian would come out with these little nuggets of wisdom sometimes that I would just be like, "How are you a functioning human being in society?" Dude, no lie, Brian is one of my favorite humans that, that I've ever met. Like I will never meet another person like Brian and it that's not a bad thing. Like I would not change that man for the world. He was <laughs> Nothing was better than when we did the campaign to get him to be homecoming king. Oh my they god. Didn't, they didn't let him run because they thought we were bullying him. Uh, to be fair, we kind of were, but he was into it. Right, it was it was bullying that he was in on. Yeah, yeah. We, we were 100% screwing with him, but it, it was all in good fun. But, yeah, I don't know. I just I, wanted I, Brian, Brian Hoko King. Oh, you know? <laughs> uh, God. I, I hope he's doing well. He, uh... He married a friend of mine. Yeah, no, I, he married oh, yeah, yeah. a friend you, of you, mine you, as well. Yeah, you know we, her as we well. Were the, yes, I've known her since kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> I always forget that you know her. Um, Do you not remember the times we would hang out in the like library of the school in between classes when we went to college? I'm going to be honest with you, Jacob. The, between the several years of sleep deprivation and the copious amounts of alcohol I've consumed since age 16, my memory is not good at all, to the point where, like, Almost all of high school is gone for me. <laughs> like, but you still probably remember the forty-minute conversation about the hierarchy of Dimsdale from Fairly Odd Parents that we had. I remember our conversations about it later. The actual conversation itself, completely gone. Yeah. I do not remember it whatsoever. And like, <laughs> and it's it's why I don't like talking about like my past to literally anybody because it's incredibly awkward to have to go. I don't remember. Like, I hate when people put you on the spot for shit like that. Like, uh, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Or, like, uh, the one I keep getting lately with people I'm hanging out with is, like, do you like so-and-so, like, you know, musical artist? And I'm like, yeah, I like him. And like, what's your favorite song? And I'm like, I've listened to, like, one song in a playlist. Like, I don't... I liked that song. I haven't really gone into the discography after that. Sorry. Yeah, I've I've really had to come up with like a knee jerk response to that kind of thing, where I'm like, yeah, sorry if it's if it has words I can't listen to it, and then I have to explain. Well, it's because I, I do a lot of typing, and if it's in English or it has words, it's, it'll screw with me. So I listen to it like it's a whole thing. But like I feel bad because people, you know, when you're getting to know somebody or you meet somebody, you ask them about about stuff like what do you like, where have you been, so, you know, all small talk shit. But it, this is like people who I've been friends with for years and they're just like playing random music in the car and they're like, oh, do you like these people? And I'm like, yeah, like I, I've heard this song now and I've heard one other song that I don't remember the name of because it was like six months ago and it was just in a random playlist that I put on shuffle on Spotify. Yeah, like, so, hey, of the two, we're, fe- we're back a thousand. Right. Like I, I don't know how to answer your question. So just like accept that I don't know the name of the song, but I like these this artist 
Yeah, it, if there's one thing I could tell past me, it, it would be to cool it with all the shit you're doing. Not because it's detrimental to your health and that you're, pro, you know, you God knows what damage you're doing to your liver. Or, <laughs> I love that. Not not for any of the of the of the good reasons of health or anything. No, just... it's just like you have no idea how uncomfortable you are going to be and how uncomfortable you'll make other people when they try to ask a very innocent question, asking about something in your past or about things that have happened, and you will have zero memory of any of it. And it's not even on the nights that you were drinking, which would be acceptable because we've all had nights where we drink and we don't remember the last two days. It's fine. It's entire swaths of your life Whoa, are hold gone. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You don't remember the last two days? Again, whole swaths of my... <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, you're like, we've all had nights of drinking where we forget the last two days. I don't think I've ever had that. I've had nights where I don't remember the night, or I remember the night up to a certain point, but I've never been like, a whole week of my life is just gone now. Dude, I've, like, I have missed days of my life. Um, it, it's, it happens. It happens. And at this point, like, I don't bring up anything about my past because there's an 85% chance that I do not remember. And if I do, I remember, like, one detail. Like, oh, I, I have, like, a photographic memory for, like, everything. Yeah, I, don't I know why. can't stand Except it. for, like, shit we learned in school. Everything else I have photographic memory of, all the useless shit in my life, all the useless information I have about movies or tv shows or music artists or just anything and then it's like like yeah i can't tell you how to do algebra right now <laughs> that stuff i'm fine because it, it became sort of muscle memory for me at some point so like stuff we learned is fine but like any events or or, or people god forbid like i i'm decent with faces still um you can't. You just can't remember the names. Names I've never been good with. That was even prior to the drinking. Post drinking, it's it's hopeless. You're. Uh, I'm sorry. I could I could talk to you every day for four years, the entire of my high school life, and I'm still gonna forget your name about sixty percent of the time. It's not personal. It's not that I don't like you. It's not that I hate you. It's that I am incapable of remembering names. Though I remember your stupid face for as long as I live. So take that as a consolation. I'm bad with birthdays. There's only a couple of birthdays in my life that I remember. It's my birthday, obviously. I see. It's the one I never remember. I re I remember mine, probably because when I was younger, I put a lot of stock into my birthday. The other one I remember is my cousin's, because it's quite literally January first, the first day of the year. Yeah, can't forget that. And then I remember Molly's birthday because it was the Fourth of July. <laughs> like, if you have if you have a birthday on a holiday, I will remember your birthday for the rest of my life. Like my mother's. I could not tell you. I always get it mixed up whether it's June or July, and I think it's the 23rd. <laughs> like, I know general ranges. I very rarely know the actual date. I'm like, you're like middle of September, right? You're like, I have to get reminded of my own birthday every year because I, I never remember it. Like, ever. I've started putting people's birthdays in my uh, Apple calendar on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for, I think, a couple of people. Like, the people you kind of can't forget, like the important ones. And I've never felt so old because it, it felt like something that like, you know, your dad or your grandpa would do or like you put you put their birthday. So you in, in your phone, so you get a notification. You don't forget. I'm like, I shouldn't need that. I should know. But I don't know because I'm hopeless. I kind of remembered my grandmother's because it was the same month as mine. But also, I'm just I never remembered the day. My mom would always be like, go see your grandmother and say happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, I remember. 
Do I know anybody's off the top of my head? I know Alexi is. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I know anyone else's, like, actual date. I know, like, maybe the week. Like, I think my father... Like, my mother, I think, is the first week of December. I have, like, four cousins in September. Like, if I have to guess on a birthday in my family, I'm going to guess September. Because, like, statistically speaking, they're, they're all fucking there. Oh, I kind of remember my dad's, too, because it's, like, three days before mine. But I sometimes forget, also. <laughs> or maybe maybe my dad is the first week of December, and my mother's the mid of December. They're both in December. One's at the beginning, one's in the middle. I don't. I could not tell you the date. I never know. Like, I literally know one person's birthday and the actual date, and that's because I missed it once, and I never heard the fucking end of it. So it is forever in my brain. <laughs> it is such a sham to have a birthday at the end of the year or beginning of the year. Because then you just have nothing to look forward to further. Like, my birthday's in January. I have no... I, like... After December and January, I have nothing to look forward to again until December. That's true. That's true. Like, that's... That's quite literally it. You know? Um... Same thing where... If you... If you literally are a December baby, like... I, sometimes I just want to, like, slap my parents. And just be like, why did you fuck nine months before January? You couldn't get, like, fucked in January and then had me have, like, a summer birthday? Yeah, it, the best time to have a birthday is in, Ju like, July. Like, yeah. Like a, I hate... June or July. Yeah. Uh, September sucks because, as a kid, your birthday is always around when school starts. At least it, right. in this part of the, the United States. And it sucks because I was the kind of kid who hated having his birthday mentioned in class mm -hmm. and when especially when you're younger they always do that shit we're like it's so and so's birthday and i'm like i hate i'm six and i hate all of you like although i was a little attention whore when i was a kid so i kind of loved it but then eventually <laughs> once i got older i stopped liking it yeah it, it was it was never my bag i was like don't don't I, it's fine like I, I've known you, like, literally school just started a week ago. I don't even know half your names yet. I don't want you singing happy birthday to me. Don't ever do that again. And if you're, you know, if you're too late in the year, like October, November, December, it's too close to Christmas. Like you said, you have nothing to look forward to for 80% of the year. Yeah. And people need to stop fucking it in, you know, around Christmas because we need less babies in September. It's just the way that it is. Right. And if yeah. you're in the wrong That's half of September, you're a year older than the rest of everybody else because you didn't get to start kindergarten at the right year. God, I hate that I have the knowledge of how long it takes to, like, have a baby grow inside you because, like, now I can kind of pinpoint when my parents had sex and that really freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I, I brought it up to my, uh, to my mother once. We were talking about birthdays in the family and how everyone's in September. And I was like, going forward... Because there are a couple of people around either my age or a few years younger. Like, we're all in our 20s now for the most part. And I'm like, I'm telling the entire family, nobody is allowed to fuck in December anymore. I'm like, I'm tired of it. I'm like, we have four birthdays in September. There's no more. No more room. Like, why were all the men in this family bricked up at the Christmas party? Yeah, like, seriously. Like, I get, you, you know, it's, ro it's romantic. You know, you're maybe you're spending your Christmas together or whatever. You make a big deal out of it. Fine. Whatever. No sex. You want to fuck, you do it in January or you do it in November. You want to fuck, you put a condom on, man. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care how long you guys have been together. Fucking any, wrap it up, dude. You have any idea how many goddamn birthdays I got to remember in September now because of this shit? I'm sick of it. Yeah. 
uh, at that when you have like a bunch around at the same time as each other like that's just a recipe for like i'm gonna forget one of them or i'm gonna mix one of them up and then wish so and so a happy birthday when it's someone else's birthday dude we're all within like the same week Oh my god! Like that's even worse. It's like from Jesus. the twelfth to the twenty-second. There's like four or five of us. <laughs> the men in your family get really fucking horny for Christmas, hey, huh? Look, as a as a man in my family, I understand it. We take Christmas very seriously in this family, buddy. I just want to kill myself in, around <laughs> Christmas time because it's winter and that makes me sad. I, I've never been bricked up, been like, let's fucking make a baby. Hey, I mean, seasonal oppression is a is a bastard of a thing but i am uh i'm a big man this is gonna sound strange coming from me the person who doesn't like hanging out with people but i actually really do like holiday parties and throwing holiday parties and going to holiday parties is a big thing for me so i get it totally understand i i I, love a good holiday party don't get me wrong i just i don't know i've never left one and been like like even this past christmas with when i was in a relationship I mean, I guess I did end up having sex on Christmas Eve, so what the fuck am I talking hey, about? But Ta-da! <laughs> you know, what the fuck Congratulations, am I you about? have a September baby. Like, it's literally how it happens. Well, that was if I came inside of her, yes. Yes. But, um, but yeah, huh. Maybe there is something to that. It, it's, it's just, it's what happens. Like, I get it. Maybe gingerbread is like a pheromone. Entirely possible. Like the way, like the way oysters are an aphrodisiac, so it was fucking gingerbread and eggnog. <laughs> I think it's the shit we're putting in the eggnog, but you know, it all works out. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, if you're drinking booze, then... All bets are off. All bets are off. You might as well just fucking pull your pants down right at the party, let's be for real. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm a, like I said, big party guy. Really weird coming for me, I know, but it's a, actually a recurring dream that I have. Like, I've had for years at this point where i'm throwing a house party for a, a holiday or a fourth of july or like some shit and i have no it, it's not even like an exciting dream anything nothing it's like literally me in the kitchen listening to music and cooking while with a bunch of people that i know hanging out like i don't i don't talk to anybody nothing's happening to me it's the weirdest one of the weirdest dreams i've ever had for some reason, I thought that was going to go in a completely different direction. I have a recur- Like, when you said I have a recurring dream, I was like, is he about to tell me about his sex dreams? <laughs> no. No, I can't say I really... I, I don't get them very much. Most of my dreams, I, I think I've told you... I know I've told you this before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the show before. I die in most of my dreams. I've I've died in a lot of my dreams, too. I, I get sex dreams every once in a while, and then I always wake up right before i'm about to like come in the dream i don't I, know what that's about i mean i assume it's the same response that wakes you up before you piss in a dream because your body's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold up slow your roll buddy i wonder if it's well i mean nocturnal emissions are a thing though so oh yeah absolutely I'm, like i'm so curious pissing the bed body... yes you're right so <laughs> just <laughs> is also a thing but i i I don't know. I wonder if it's like the same sort of thing of like if you fall in your dream and you wake up. I wonder if my body's like, oh, you're about to come, wake up. I mean, maybe. Like, you're you, typically people don't like die in their dreams because they, their body senses danger and it wakes them up. Like, like you said, falling or whatever. Um, it's just us lucky few who apparently don't have that response. Your body's like, oh, this is gonna fucking hurt. Get ready. 
Oh, I mean, I've never had it go that far, but I've had it where it's like I fall off like a bridge or a building, and then like I literally wake up and kick my legs in the air as I'm waking up. Yep. It's, it's very, it's an odd thing that happens. You ever had um, sleep paralysis? Or like a... Um, I guess it's sleep paralysis. No, I have not. Um, I have. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. It happened to me one time. I woke up, or at least felt like I woke up, but I might have been, like, dreaming. I don't know. And, like, I felt, like, this weird, intense, like, scaredness of it. And I could only, like, really, like, move my head around. I couldn't, like, move the rest of my body. Mm -hmm. It was, like, fucking... It felt like I was a vegetable. It was fucking terrifying. And uh, I didn't, I didn't see like a demon or anything like some people say they saw, but like I, I felt like this intense like fright, like there was something that was gonna come for me. Yeah, I'm good. I have enough problems with my sleep screwing with me as it is. Like I'll stick to dying. I don't need sleep paralysis. I did also have a really fucking scary dream like a month ago, where I was like laying in bed. And it was like dark and then i heard what sounded like someone running up the stairs and then i the door like cracked open i didn't see anything and then it felt like someone had pulled me to the other side of the bed like whatever fucking creature or whatever had crawled on my floor and gone to the opposite side as i was staring at the door <laughs> scare the fucking shit out of me yeah no thank you i'm glad like i i i don't think i've i don't want to say i don't think i've ever gotten those dreams because when i was younger i definitely did but like i do not get those dreams and have not for for many many years, and I'm very thankful for it because uh, my dreams have become somewhat predictable. If you know, I, I mean, at this point they're not even unpleasant. It's just kind of like I'm used to it at this point. Right. But yeah, no, I'm I'm lucky. I don't have to deal with any of that. I just have to deal with dying in a myriad of ways, and some of them are uh, very unpleasant. Some are painful, and some are just uh, unsettling. Dreams are weird in general. Uh, yeah, like, they can be. I don't always, I don't always buy into the like they're a representation of how you're feeling, because, like. Oh no, I, I definitely, I notice like my dreams change up a lot with whatever my mood is. Like in the past month and a half, I have had nothing but like not great dreams. I think there, are, so. I think there is a little bit to it, but I don't put too much stock into it because the first thing that everybody says when they hear I die in my dreams, like, are you? Are you depressed? Do you do you want to die? I, is, I'm here to talk. Everybody if, does. I'm like I I know I'm not suicidal. I'm okay. I, I'm like at this point I've literally probably never been happier. I'm doing okay. Like I just die yeah. in my dreams. Like it, it's unpleasant. Like I don't enjoy getting shot or stabbed or however I'm dying in this particular dream. Um, but no, I can't say it reflects my mental state in any way. <laughs> Let me tell you something, you know, shout out Tears for Fears. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had, so. <laughs> uh, at least I don't wake up in abject terror like something's going to come and kill me. Dude, depending on what the, depending on how I die, I have certainly woken up in a sweat uh, with a start or in a mortal fear of for my life. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that dream where, like, the thing, like, grabbed me, I woke up and I was, like, in constant fear for like 20 minutes and then i was just like i'm just not going back to bed tonight i guess <laughs> yeah if i get a bad one i that's pretty much it for me like my adrenaline was at an all-time high in that moment so i was just like 
Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm up now. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Although, I mean, most of mine are, like... This is gonna sound really dull, uh, like dark. There's a lot of them are slow deaths. So like when I wake up, it's not like it's not always at a jump start. So my adrenaline isn't pumping. Like I've been right. sh like one of them that sticks out to me is I was shot at a stop and shop. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it dude. It's one of the most vivid memories I have ever had, and it will this will stick with me till the day I die. Like and hopefully it's not in this manner, but like I was sitting on a bar stool waiting in line to check out at a stop shop. I don't know why there was a bar stool, but there was. Sitting at the end of the conveyor belt. And I'm sitting on it looking at the the stack of magazines that, you know, there's always at the end of the, the thing. Right. And I'm just sitting there on the bar stool looking at the magazines, thinking about which one I want to pick up or if I want to read any of them. And I hear, like, shouting off in the distance, off to the side. I hear people screaming, shouting. There's a bunch of commotion going over. And I, I don't look over because I don't give a shit. You know, in our part of town, people are crazy all the time. I don't think about it. Um, and then I hear gunshots. And before I can turn to see what's going on, I feel an impact on the side of my neck. Like an immense pressure. And I'm suddenly on the ground. And I'm, I'm laying there, and I feel a huge amount of, like, pressure on my neck. And it's warm. Right? I, I, it's warm and it's wet. It doesn't hurt. But I, I just, I feel that pressure. And I'm just laying, I can't move. I'm just laying there. I can't talk. And I just, I get cold and I get colder and colder and colder and eventually I died and I woke up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is, that is generally how they go. Not all, fucking it, <laughs> it's not always shot. Like I've been stabbed before and that's never fun. Like I remember I was doing dishes at a, at some, at a friend of mine's house and I'm just sitting there doing dishes, just kind of jamming out to music in my head and I feel a sharp pain in my back and I kind of like my spine stiffens and I try to turn around and I kind of can't all the way and I fall over and I, I sort of turn just enough and I can see the the knife sticking out of my back and I remember just going because <gasps> it pierced my lung and I couldn't breathe oh my god and so I, I, I woke up literally struggling to breathe <laughs> I drowned in my dream one time and woke up feeling like I couldn't breathe. Oh, that's the... Dude, in all the ways I've ever died in a dream, drowning is the worst. Yeah, it was It was really scary to, like, wake up like that, and then I was like, do I have, like, fucking sleep apnea or something? Like, why the fuck couldn't I breathe? Like, literally. Like, yep. obvi obviously I drowned in the dream, but it was just weird that my body's response was, like, to wake up and feel like I was... I actually had gone through drowning and couldn't breathe. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. I've died in basically almost every way imaginable at this point, and that is my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, drowning has always been, like, the thing I fear the most in terms of dying. I guess that and, like, being, like, burned alive. Uh, like certainly the most burned... painful way to go. Being burned alive is, like, something that's, like, not necessarily like an everyday thing obviously like it's <laughs> no a very specific set of circumstances has to happen for that to be a thing you need to worry about i mean i guess you could get into a car accident and the car bursts into flames and then you're burning alive but like like specifically i guess the way like i've thought about being burned alive is like fucking straight up like salem witch trials fucking crucible shit yep um but like drowning genuinely is like the one way of dying 
I, I guess car accidents too, in, to a certain extent. But like for the most part, like drowning is the one that fucking, like I genuinely fear the most if that was ever gonna happen. Oh yeah, no thank you. Like yeah, having uh having felt the pain in my lungs enough in a dream state, I do not feel the need to feel that pain in my lungs in re- in real life. No thank you. Right. Like I can never be the type of dude who like if I was. I was ever going to kill myself, I could not be the type of dude to jump off a bridge. Like, unless there's like literally ground underneath. But even then, that seems like a be a very strange bridge. Be a, no more. Yeah, it would be a very strange bridge. And number two, it's that almost sounds incredibly painful as well. But and also, it's just not a guaranteed way to die. That's the thing that always bugs me about when people jump off bridges. It's not a... I, I mean, you're more than likely going to. But it's not guaranteed. There's a fucking dude who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and didn't fucking die, so... Yep, all depends on how you land. If I'm gonna... If I was ever going to kill myself, I need a guaranteed way to die. Yeah. And one that... And one that would hopefully not be painful. Like, in a way where it's just like, either I, like, go in my sleep, or like shotgun to the head like i'm not gonna feel it because there's literally no head left at the end of it you know what i mean yeah i you know what i've uh i've felt enough to be like i'm good i'm I'm good like (laughs) i'll take no method thank you (laughs) because not saying not saying i'm going to do it not saying that i want to do it i'm just saying like if i was going to i would want a method like that one that is going to be the least painful and one that is going to be least like i don't know i don't know how to describe it like the 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 most guaranteed to work the least painful that took a uh i guess expectedly dark turn i was gonna say unexpectedly but we were literally we were were talking about dark shit the whole time i'm in a dark place right now anyways (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's, it's a great conversation for someone in a dark place well yeah but i mean i think it's i it's weirdly therapeutic for me to talk about dark topics or watch like really like dark media when I'm in dark places. I don't know why. Dude, I'm I think it's the total opposite. Like not only do I not listen, I don't watch or experience dark media as a rule. Like I just don't enjoy it or expose myself to it at all. Even less so, like my sensitivity to it is even higher if I'm not in a good place. So, like I am 100% nothing but happy smiles and sunshine media. I think my problem is that if I'm in a dark place and I watch happy sunshine smiles media, I just go, this is all bullshit and stupid. And if I watch something dark, it weirdly helps me feel better because I'm like, well, my situation could be worse. I could be in this. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. Like, I'm I'm all happy and smiles. And, like, I don't care that it's bullshit because that's, like, the, I, I recognize it and that's what I'm there for, man. Like, I've accepted that, like, Breaking Bad is the best show I'll never watch. Oh, Breaking Bad's fantastic. Yeah, I've been thinking about rewatching it lately. My, everyone's talking about it again. Yeah, my brother's rewatching it right now. I still need to finish Better Call Saul first, though. Another show I will never watch. Better Call Saul is a little lighter than Breaking Bad. Yeah, a little lighter is not really where I'm. I'm just, in relative terms, like Better Better Call Saul is a lighter show than. I want Breaking you to think Bad. like Power Rangers, my man. Like I'm right. <laughs> no, no, I I know what you're actually looking for. I was just saying. It's a weird example, because I don't actually like or watch Power Rangers, but it was the first thing I could think of. That is weird that your mind went there with the Power Rangers. I can't remember the last time I watched 
Power Rangers. Probably when I was a child. Oh no, I watched that new movie they did. Too. I never saw it. It was okay. It was better than I was expecting. It's basic sort of teen superhero nonsense. It's just one of those things where, like, having basically never watched Power Rangers, I just I wasn't the Power Rangers kid. I would have no like, oh. no context for it at all. So, right. I've been thinking a lot lately about how I'd love a VR Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude. Speaking of things from when we were children. We have talked about that on this show a couple of times. Have we? we every time VR comes up, I, I bring it up because I'm a fucking weeb and I want it. Um, I, and I'm I wondering like it. I had seen like at this PlayStation thing they were doing like a weird like D and D thing. It's like a it's kind of like a VR D and D game sort of thing, and I just thought that would be so cool. Yeah, I saw that. Um, where did I see that before? Uh, the freaking Critical Role guys uh, played it a while back as like a little promotional thing. It seemed kind of neat. Like I don't know, it was it was like a weird tabletop simulator kind of thing. Tabletop Simulator rules. Have you ever seen that? Game? I have. I have. I've, I have. There's so many mods for it. It seems great. The people who are into it are really into it. Like they, they, the stuff they can pull off in that is kind of bonkers. It just seems like a good way to like play card games with friends if you don't live in the same area. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it's a, you can like mod it and put like fucking Uno in it and shit. Yeah, if your if your game of choice doesn't have like an actual virtual like representative, like D and D has like two or three different virtual uh, tabletop stuff that like roll twenty stuff like that. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. I always assume because I've seen D and D video games before, but they're like you know like just regular RPG stuff, like like a Skyrim type thing. I've never seen one that's like basically like you're playing the actual game of D and D. Oh yeah, there's there's full on like uh, like D and D virtual sites like fantasy grounds is a big one roll 20 is a big one where essentially you just play D with people like you would over the table except you're using a, a you know a, a voice chat like discord or whatever and you're using a virtual tabletop so you have little virtual minis on a virtual grid and all that it's like it's all basically the same thing and some of them get pretty get pretty noodly like i think fantasy grounds i don't know if it still does but it used to have like a fog of war uh, option so like you could see on screen exactly what your character could see on the battlefield and it like it was really cool Ooh, it does sound kind of neat like I, I know people who like like want to try D&D but don't really like the whole like theater of the mind thing like they, they like the higher production value stuff or like the terrain is built out with like styrofoam or stuff like that's really helpful for them because it really helps them visualize and kind of get into it and so I always point those people to the virtual tabletop stuff because that's, like, right up your alley. Like, mm. if you want a lot of, like, cool... And, like, there's even some that have, like, text options. So if, like, your DM has a character show up, like, let's say the enemy orc or whatever, shout something out in orcish, that you can type it and it'll display in orcish so anybody who speaks that language will see the translated text so you can read it in English. Um, but if you don't, it comes up as, like, whatever the, that virtual tabletop's representation of Orcish is. So you don't actually know what they said. Kind of dope. Yeah, like, I, it's super cool for people who, like, either can't get a group in person or like the convenience of, like, having a system just do the math for you. Where, like, instead of having to roll a dice and then look at your sheet and then do the math and figure out what your, you know, your bonus is. Like, it's simple math, but it's still, you know, for some people, it's right. like, eh, I'm good. Like, for this, you just, like, you just click the button and it rolls a virtual dice and then tells you what your 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 thing was after doing all the math 
Yeah, super neat. Check that out. I've never, I've never tried D and D, and I've always wanted to, but I'm like intimidated to like. I have like friends who play D and D, but I'm like, I don't want to come here and like seem like a fucking buffoon, <laughs> like that I'm just like you know doing stupid shit, because I just don't really understand like. I understand there's like kind of no rules to it, and that's kind of the appeal, but like I don't. Yeah, it's you know, it's super fun. I've 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 played it a handful of times, and I've I've loved it every time. Um, it's one of those things that like lives or dies by the people you play with. Like, if if everybody's kind of on the same page, and you can kind of get a good groove going, and you know, everybody's there for the same thing, it fucking rocks, dude. It's great. But no. D&D is alive and well, folks. It's never been bigger. Glad that, glad that nerds out there can have their good times. Damn straight. And that, for some reason, it's weird. It's either you're, like, the ugliest fucking chud of a nerd, or you're, like, some hot buff dude and you love D&D. It makes no <laughs> sense. Like, people like Vin Diesel and uh, Joe Manganiello is like Deathstroke in the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense that these people are the ones who like D and D, but they do. So. Yeah, I mean it's the kids, it's the guys who grew up with it, right? In the eighties, so like they they were nerds back then, and they got older and were like, I want to be in shape, and they they happen to get in shape, and their love of D and D didn't go anywhere. They they just you know now they're on the cover of magazines instead. I remember thinking it was the craziest thing when Vin Diesel did uh, Critical Role, right? Didn't he do Critical Role one time? Yeah, they did a. It was a tie-in to one of the. One of his movies, I think. I don't remember what the occasion was. Or Riddick or something. Yeah, I think it was Riddick. Um, they did like a little tie-in thing. Joe Manganiello was on there too. He played as a played a guest character for. Uh... Really. Yeah, and his character actually got in critical at this point. Has put out like a couple of books for like settings and stories and stuff. So if you want to put their stuff in your game, you can. Um, and his his guest characters are is in those books. Joe Manganiello is too hot of a man. <laughs> Like, he needs to stop. <laughs> he, like, not only is he an incredibly attractive individual, like, he seems like one of the nicest human beings on planet Earth. Like, uh, oh, I know. I, I heard an interview with him, and, like, they talked to him about, like, the D&D stuff, and he was, like, because he was just, like, you know, he played football and stuff, but then he also was, like, a theater kid, so he was, like, friends with the nerds, and, like, you know, obviously other football dudes would, like, fuck with them, and he'd be like, nah, don't fucking do that, and, like, mm-hmm. It was it was very interesting to see a guy who was like you know in like that like perspective on things. It was just it was it's strange. You look at that dude and you don't think that like you think like oh this is just a football guy. You think he's Flash Thompson from the original Spider Man because he he was. <laughs> he does give off big jock vibes like one hundred percent. And when he showed up on Critical Role, like they were promoting like uh, I don't remember what the I don't remember what the cause was. They were selling T shirts. Um, with proceeds to going to some chair. I think it might have been veterans, maybe. I don't remember. Um, but, like, yeah, he's, like, he supports super important causes. Like, he's super vocal about, like, you know, inclusivity. Like, it's it's wild. Like, it, he seems like a super nice dude. Yeah. Shout out Joe Manganiello. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this has been our Joe Manganiello corner. We usually do it for Henry Cavill, but I guess we'll give it to somebody else this week. Dude, he's got competition. Henry Cavill's not the only attractive nerd on the on the planet. He's one of the most attractive nerds, but he's not the only one. I still just love the story that he almost missed the call that he got Superman because he was doing a WoW raid. I, dude, I get it. I, I like... <laughs> for, for this one this one particular moment, I understand what Henry, Henry Cavill was feeling. I just, I, 
fucking look at that dude and I go, God damn it, how can someone be so goddamn lucky in life? <laughs> how can someone just get the, the perfect lot of being like one of the most attractive human beings in history, knows how to build a PC, has incredible cable management? <laughs> the cable management thing is just rubbing it in. I'm just like, dude, you didn't oh, have to do that. I'm like, now the rest oh, of us that... who just build it and shove it in the corner trying to think about it look bad. <laughs> That fucking video, like, I was, the whole time I was like, god damn, this pisses me off, because he's, like, building it so effortlessly, and then when it got to the cable management bit, I went, oh, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, like, god damn it. It's the most respectful fuck you it's ever been said. Can, can you have one goddamn flaw? Yeah. It's like, can you tell me you, like, kicked the puppy when you were seven? Like, give me something, right. man, like, come can on. Can you just say the N-word on Twitter once? <laughs> just that way I could just we be like, We won't get oh, mad about it now, but in ten years, damn it, we're gonna be pissed. We'll give you one, as we, the people who can hand out N-word cards yeah. <laughs> to white dudes on a podcast, we'll give you one, Henry Cavill, where we won't cancel you, but it will just at least, so that way we just know that you're a flawed human in some way. Has this been our most sporadic podcast? Because god damn it, we have been all over. We didn't even talk about She-Hulk. There's a new She-Hulk episode that we didn't. Oh. Did you watch it? I did. I was pissed. Why? The promos had Matt Murdock in it. I thought he was showing up this week. Oh, yeah. We got, like, a little bullshit. I guess, I, spoilers. For I guess it was meant for the rest of the season. But. Yeah. I, I thought. The helmet's at the end. That's literally all we got was the helmet. And. I assume he's going to be on next week. He uh, Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was. I mean. I think that was, a, that was a good way to tie it in. Because, like, for a long while with this whole, like you know, tailor for the superheroes thing. The back of my brain was like, is this just like an elaborate bullshit plot? Like, is he not actually anybody? Like, are we just, is this setting up a gag? But with like Murdoch doing, like for some reason, him doing Murdoch stuff lends it credibility. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, he actually does this. I don't know why, like, I don't know why that was where my brain went. But I did laugh incredibly hard. And it's so stupid at the Avengers merch. Oh, that's so freaking dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb, but I've seen shirts like that. So it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> like, oh, it can't, dude, the show is not landing for me. Like I'm sticking with it, but it is not landing for me, which I thought last week's episode was, was all right. I kind of liked that. Uh, last week Gave was Wong the... a little more play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, that that episode was worth it just for the nickname Wongers. <laughs> I need to know if Wong hit it or not. No, I don't think so. They, they seem like weird buddy-buddy. Like, I don't know, though. She just seems like the type. But then also, I don't know. Wong was, like, was clearly into her in some way. I, I, I I've think... never seen... I've never seen Wong hang out with people like that. That's what I think did it for me. It's just like the fact that Wong is just like not alone at Kamartage. So he just brings somebody to watch, like just hang out and watch TV with. And this is who he chose. I love that he was watching The Sopranos when she busted in. Yeah. I was like, damn, he's literally me. I, um, I think it's funny that they made the whole like Sopranos spoiler joke. And as somebody who's not seen The Sopranos and will never watch it, like it didn't really mean anything to me, but like it was it was funny that they went with it. Uh also the most unrealistic thing to me about the show. Why is everyone acting like Tatiana Maslani is some fucking hideous fucking chud in the show? Like she's not an unattractive woman. Is that the name of like, uh that's that she plays She Hulk. Right, the actress's name. I wasn't I yeah. was, 
But like when she's Jennifer Walters, they're all like, "Ugh, God, frumpy." Yeah. And then like when she's She-Hulk, they're like, "Yes, please let me fuck, let me hit." Yeah, like the 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 doctor dude like literally walked out because like I, I guess she's too homely or some shit. Like I don't know. And, and then the thing this week where he's like testifying in her case and he's like, "Nah, she's not my type." I'm like, "She's a cute girl. Like, why are we acting like she's ugly?" Yeah, I don't... Don't get me wrong. I think She-Hulk is hotter because I'm learning that I have some weird thing going on in my head as I'm watching this show. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that she's unattractive when she's a human being. No, I think it's one of those things where, like, they never actually put unattractive people in a role where people get told they're unattractive. It's always the beautiful people. So I feel like it's just a story beat that doesn't match the, the person. And it's a little, right. like, it feels like out of a CW show where the rest of this doesn't, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. this is freaking, what's the uh, Flash's name? Uh, Grant Gustin. Yeah, Grant Gustin. I knew it was an alliteration. This is like Grant Gustin getting, you know, told he's too, you know, he's a nerd and nobody likes him when, like, he's an incredibly attractive man. Yeah, he looks like a GQ model. Yeah, exactly. So, like, in your head, you're like, okay, this is just for the story. Like, nobody would actually say this to this individual, but... Right, and I, I definitely understand that. I've watched a lot of media in my lifetime. They don't usually cast uggos. But it's just... It, it just boggles my mind at, like, how much they're hammering it home. Yeah, how, like, she can't get she can't get a date. I'm like, shut up. You would you would be getting 46 dates from... And half of them would be people you'd never speak with. First of all, creepy. you're a cute girl who lives in L.A. You have a job at a law firm, and you can't get a date. Bullshit bullshit you have your shit together for the most part it seems like i mean you do turn into a hulk but i, I mean it's weirdly completely under control so i mean that's fine <laughs> yeah she she got way more under control about it than bruce ever did yeah i, so. I wonder if that's a comic thing i don't know anything about it but like does she hulk like not actually have a, an alternate personality like is it not her and a hulk is it just her like i no, i don't know how that works no she she turns back into jennifer walters i'm pretty sure but like i think she just like she can do it on command it's not like she gets angry well, i mean i assume if she gets angry she changes but i think for the most part it's like she's under control about it and she can just yeah it was just weird because like i remember the well i was at episode one or episode two that like bruce brought attention to it he's like you don't feel like there's some other consciousness in there like there's no other no other dude wrestling for the wheel yeah and she's like nope just me and i was like well oh, okay i guess i guess that's a comic thing i don't know about yeah and then also like they had to do the the fucking like you know m'lady line of being like women we're always angry and we just learn how to control it i'm like okay we get it I mean, women have it tough. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. If there's a, one thing I'm not gonna fault this show on, it's hammering home one the plight of women, two how utterly insufferable men are. Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not gonna go up to bat for the male race. I'm just not gonna do it. Like, no, I'm not. I just, it's you could you could do it with a little more subtlety. They're they're basically like turning to camera and going, women have it tough. Feel bad for us, please. Like, I, I keep doing it. Absolutely. Like. <laughs> I, I did like the joke in the last episode too, where she was talking about Wong, and she goes, "Ah, oh, I love Wong. He's like Twitter. He's like Twitter armor. Yeah, he's like that Twitter armor for a week. Yeah, that was a good joke. I'll give him that. I think it's probably the only fourth wall breaking joke I've laughed at so far. But I mean, I, I, don't, I, I find the show to be perfectly fine. I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't overly love it. It's a watchable program. Like 
That's pretty much how I feel about it at this point. And it's honestly, it's a nice little thing to watch every Thursday morning. You know, you make breakfast and you just watch 30 minutes of She-Hulk and it breezes by and it's maybe, maybe you laugh, maybe you chuckle, maybe you don't, but it's, it's something. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's just, it's really not vibing with me. Which sucks because, like, uh, I don't remember her name again. You just, literally just said it, but Tatiana Maslany. Yes, like she's killing it. She's fantastic. Um, the the paralegal, she's she's great. She's like they, those two have a great dynamic. Um, and the freaking the the side B plot lawyer guy. I, I every scene he's in, I'm enjoying. Um, is it me or did his like? cadence and the way he talks and his voice completely change in this episode for some reason he was talking like he was like a street thug in this episode like when he's talking about the shoes yeah he was he like was very stiff when we first met him and like he was slowly changing but this episode now he's talking now he's talking like a wigger like he's <laughs> like yeah you know i'm gonna get out there and get them iron man threes i'm like you're a lawyer dude <laughs> hey lawyers are allowed to like shoes no, I know, but just the way he's talking, where he's like, yeah, you know, I got a drip, I got the drip god, or whatever that he said that he's calling. I'm like, what? Why is this character completely changed from last week's episode? Uh, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. Like, I, I, I like, it's sort of like a, a background thing where, like, you get the impression that, like, he's gotten closer to her and the paralegal since the, the case with arrogant what's-his-fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy from the DA's office that she worked with. Yeah, like, so you, you get the sense that, like, yeah, we haven't seen it on screen, but, like, you get the sense they've probably been hanging out or talking more since then, which is neat. Um, but, yeah, dude, I don't know, I, I love his character. Like, he's he's absolutely fantastic, and he's unfairly attractive. Like, he's one of the most attractive human men on the planet. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it just, it is a little weird. Like, it's... <laughs> He looks like that he entire be a office, though. That's Other true. than the old dude that like runs it, everybody in that office is incredibly hot. That lawyer she had this week, she is so hot, and she had that bitchy demeanor that I kind of like. <laughs> Jacob has a type I'm learning. Yeah, like it. I don't know. Women in power works. does it for you. Apparently, apparently, hey. it's women who could literally physically or mentally ruin my life. Dude, I I would like her more if she were a little buffer. I'm talking about She-Hulk, not the lawyer lady. Lawyer lady, I was totally down with. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if she was a little, I don't know, man. Though they they know what they're doing with some of these scenes with her. <laughs> I don't know. When she was in that dress when she went on the date with the doctor, I was like, oh, goddamn. Yeah, they they know their audience. They're not <laughs> they're and, not oblivious. Uh, and the the twerking scene dude why did they make her ass so fat we haven't talked about that episode because i don't think we did a show since that aired um yeah we talked about it over text that was the most confusing fucking episode of television for me in the history of tv because i have no fucking clue who cardi or uh not cardi b what the fuck was her name megan the stallion yeah i had i have zero clue who that is absolutely like i've heard the name that's all i, I know the name i have no idea who it she's is a rapper i mean you're kind of on the same track she's similar to cardi b they did a song together called wop that might be the only reason i know the name because i remember that being like talked about for a while when it came out 
But yeah, that was an incredibly confusing episode because I'm like, everybody's acting like this is like common household knowledge. And of, co- of course, you know what this is. And I'm like, I, who the fuck is that? It is common household knowledge for most people. Yeah, <laughs> just like I've never felt so out of touch with the, with a normal human being than that episode. Because I'm like, clearly I should know who this is because they're not like, they didn't even do that like expository line where they do like the dishes for people who don't know, which they do a lot for with nerd shit. But this is normal shit, so you don't even get that. So I'm just over here in the wind, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, there wasn't a line where they were like, Megan the Stallion, the hit recording artist? Yeah, literally, that was all I would have needed. I'm like, oh, okay, so she's a music lady, got it. But no, I'm completely in the fucking dark. I'm like, for all I know, she's literally a horse trainer. Like, I have no fucking idea. She's literally a stallion. She's a horse girl. Yeah, she's or she's literally a horse. Like he, this man went on a date with an actual horse. <laughs> Were you like expecting like some Beta Ray Bill looking bitch? Yeah, dude. <laughs> literally no fucking clue. I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't sound like a comic thing. So I'm like, I, it's not that. So like, it's not my nerd cred failing me. I'm like, this must be just a a, a, a fucking normal person thing that I just don't know. Cause man, there's nobody who knows pop culture less than I do. My my biggest. Weirdly, my biggest issue with the show, and, like, it's weird because for so long we've complained that Marvel doesn't do anything different, and now they're doing something different, and we're complaining about it. It doesn't feel like a superhero show at all. It just feels like a lawyer, like, legal, like, sitcom, but she just happens to have superpower. Like, there's not really any superhero stuff going on. I don't really know what's going on with the villain girl there where she, like, runs, like, a makeup company or something. Yeah, and the weird, uh, like, at this point, C-plot for whatever the boss that wants her blood is that we got, like, two seconds of screen time for. Oh, like, those those guys? Yeah, with the, the you know, the ones who robbed I... the Asgardian construction things. We're like, did you get her blood? Nah, the needle broke on her skin or whatever. I assume that they're working with that titania girl is what i'm assuming i don't think she's intelligent enough to do that i think it's like she well, wouldn't want her blood for anything i don't i i don't she said something like uh i think I also think she's, she's already like, super powered which how the fuck did that happen yeah she's like a superhero influencer or something yeah when the fuck did normal people get superpowers like how did i miss a memo <laughs> like right yeah there's no, like, Inhumans shit going on here. Yeah, and there was, like, no explanation for it. Because as far as I know, we're aware of every superpowered person on the planet right now. Well, there was, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shit had that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, I forget the name of the compound, but if you had a genetic marker... Terrigen? Terrigen, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, you 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 had to go through a chrysalis state or whatever, and you awakened your power. It was a whole... It was, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually pretty good for a couple of seasons. Main girl, the actress whose name I'm never going to remember, was fantastic, and the dude who plays Coulson Chloe is great. Bennett. Maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's Chloe Bennett. She, uh, I forget what her character's name was, but Daisy, she was like the I main think. girl on that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was fucking fantastic. The, her, her dynamic with Coulson is like 80% of the reason to watch that show. I love Coulson. I wish Coulson would come back to the movies. I wonder once they if they introduce more uh, Kree. Was it Kree or Skrull? No, Skrull wasn't how he was brought back. It was Kree, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I think it was Kree blood that brought him yeah. back or something like that. Yeah. But it so was... if they introduce more Kree stuff, he might he might make an appearance. But that's a lot of explaining that you got to do. Yeah, you gotta you gotta essentially turn to the audience. Honestly, She Hulk might be the perfect show to do it on because then she can just turn to the audience and go, "You can watch six seasons of this on the same <laughs> streaming service right now if you really want to know what happened." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
or like Deadpool, have him do it. I don't know. Somebody who can just talk directly to the audience and make a joke about it. First appearance of Deadpool in the MCU. Everybody, you know, lost their mind about oh. that. It was it was in the weird concept art credits yeah, though. He was one really of the count. sneakers, like. Yeah. So the thing was there too. Are we gonna count him? Like. Yeah. Although there was rumors the thing is supposed to show up in the show. I mean, it'd be a good place to put him. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you need some. I feel I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Fantastic Four right now. That movie feels so far out from when they announced it and. I mean, the they already te- like of- what's his name was supposed to be the the scientist who helped them out in WandaVision, and that fell through. Like, yeah, and then they got John Krasinski in Multiverse of Madness, but now John Krasinski might not be the main MCU Mister Fantastic. Like that might have just been like a a cameo for the fans. Here you go, fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of thing. There's rumors of other people who could be playing him right now, and I, all these rumors sound fine. Like I don't. I haven't really disliked any of the rumors or, like, most of the fan castings for Fantastic Four. Um, Everyone seems to be very obsessed with, like, having, like, someone like John Cho play Mr. Fantastic. And I'm, like, I'm not one of these people who gets mad about the race-swapping castings. But, like, I just need, like, a Fantastic Four movie that's just straight down the middle and good for me to like feel okay with that like if we're ever gonna reboot fantastic four again sure more power to getting someone like john cho in there but right now just because it has never been done well i just need a straight down the middle fantastic four adaptation i'm sorry i would be fine with john cho doing it as long as he grows the goatee have you seen him with his goatee he he's got he's got a little i I mean i also just have PTSD from Cowboy Bebop. Entirely possible. Although, to be honest, he looks... A, I, I put him closer to, like, a strange with his hair and a goatee than, than I would Mr. Fantastic, but I, I could see it. I think people just want it because he's, like, usually the smart Asian guy in movies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's like... And also, for some reason, everyone just has a problem with John Krasinski now. I think because he did that Jack Ryan show, and, like, that's, like, weirdly backed by the CIA, so I think people just have, like, this weird, like, bad... It's kind of the way everyone turned on Chris Pratt when they found out that he believed in Christianity. <laughs> um, what? Didn't he say some, like, creepy-ass shit? No, I don't think so. I feel like I remember him saying some, like, really whack-ass no, shit. When it ev- was, like, it was something where, like, the church that he goes to has had ties to, like, conversion therapy. But, like, he's never said anything that's been, like... That he believes in that sort of thing. He's just a Christian. No, it was something about his wife, wasn't it? No. Yeah. Well, he remarried. He's now married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. That's a really weird crossover that I didn't need. But, um... (laughs) I don't know. There's this... This is what I get for not being up on fucking celebrity gossip, I guess. But I could have swore there was some story about him saying some weird shit about his wife. Like, some possessive shit maybe maybe i'm mixing them up with somebody i have to look it up again but i don't know at least from like where i like from what i've seen the most i've seen on like the backlash to it is just that he goes to a church that i guess is like done some like gay conversion therapy shit in the past i don't know if they still do or not and that's what everyone seems to be having an, an issue with him about i mean as for the krasinski thing like i i mean i get it like but everybody who's ever done a, a piece about the U.S. military, it has to... Like, it fucking... 
Top Gun is one of the most successful pieces of military propaganda ever created. The Maverick double so. Like, let me tell you something. If you don't think that I left Top Gun Maverick and thought maybe I should enlist in the Air Force, you'd be lying. To you. I'd be lying to you yeah. right now. Like, because I did, I did straight up go. I'd love to be Maverick. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so I, I'm, I'm not gonna blame Krasinski for that because, uh, like, of course they had an involvement because they want themselves to be represented a certain way, not as an organization which has fumbled God knows how many, you know, coup attempts right. and is a general force of mischief in the world. Although mischief is maybe too light a word. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. I, celebrities seem like they can just get canceled over any little thing nowadays. I hate that fucking term. Can I be honest? Right. I just use it because that's just the nomenclature that we've accepted as a society. I, I know it is, and that's why I hate it, because it's so fucking stupid. Like, oh, we're going to cancel them. Shut up. We're going to cancel them. But like you understand what I what I mean when I'm saying that. Like I just think it's weird. That, oh, I totally like, get it. My issue is not with you. My issue is with society. Like that we have a right. fucking collective consciousness is, have decided that that's what we're gonna call this. Like no, right? Shut up. Yeah. It's just it's it's bugged me over some of the offense. Like don't get me wrong, there are like real offenses that people should like be like taken out of rotation for roles and like you know continuing to work in the business. Uh, like a lot of the Harvey Weinstein stuff, like Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey shit. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't know. I think the Chris Pratt one just seems a step too far to me. It's like he himself has never said that he has any problem with gay people or that he thinks that they can convert or that they're sinners or whatever. He just happens to go to a church that he probably didn't even know used to do that shit if they don't still do it. And he probably isn't even aware that he did it now. And I think he said in interviews he might go to a different church now. Like, I don't, I don't know if he was, like, told to do that or what. If that's the case, then... His publicist was like, dude, switch church. It's, like, the same worth the headache. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, I guess still works out in the end in his favor. So, and it looks good on paper. My biggest issue with Chris Pratt right now is where the fuck is the trailer for the Mario movie? Dude, I don't ever want to see that again. Like, I gotta hear what his voice is. I'm starting to think this movie's an elaborate prank. Dude, Jesus Christ, we didn't even talk about the direct and the Sony thing. All right, we're going way too long, so we obviously cannot talk about it today, but... Right. Uh, I guess just real quick, I mean, the main thing out of the Sony thing is just God of War looks fucking awesome. Yep, and that's looks all. like more God of War. The only game I really care about for the rest of the year, like that and Modern Warfare 2. The Nintendo thing had like nothing for me at it. The only cool thing was that GoldenEye is going to be on their service, but then it's also coming to Game Pass, so I also like just don't care. Next Breath of the Wild's coming out. That looks, you know, everyone's hyped about that. They're making a fucking Pigman game again, finally, after it's been canceled like seven times. It was announced like ten years ago. Like I, um, I don't... I don't know if I'm excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Like, I liked Breath of the Wild. It didn't grab me the way it grabbed everybody else so i'm happy for the people who are happy that's pretty much how i feel about the breath of the wild stuff or i guess sorry tears of the kingdom yeah more more power to you if you're right if you're excited for tears of the kingdom i probably will end up picking it up if i hear it's amazing but also like i don't know i heard that with the last one and i was like this is cool and like a lot of the like flexibility in the way you can approach shit is cool but also it just it was a game that felt kind of aimless to me if that makes sense yeah i mean it, it felt like a, a it didn't, didn't feel like i had a clear objective i mean honestly it felt like a pretty honest interpretation of zelda of like the zelda games put to a an open world like i feel like that was 
they did a pretty damn good job of capturing what made Zelda popular, which I think is why it did so well. That, it's, you know, one of the best titles on the Switch. <laughs> like, It's also just, like, incredibly cool the way you can just, like, experiment with shit and just, like, literally do pretty much anything. Like, people making, like, fucking flying machines in that game, just using the tools that the game gives you. It's... It's a super cool way to make an open world game, and I think it, I, it definitely has its merit. It just, I don't know, it didn't click for me. Yeah, I, I'll i go back and beat it at some point, but I have been playing way too many video games right now, and I am not in the mood for a Zelda. Yeah, I'm just... You know what I hate, too, is that Call of Duty and, like, God of War come out in the same week. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to rush through one to play the other one. I mean, they're um, not going anywhere. No, I know, but it's, it's the like, Call of Duty. Like that's literally it's... with with Call of Duty though. It's like you kind of got to be there like at the launch to really like get like the full effect of it. You know what I mean? God of War. Like I could maybe wait on God of War, but I'm also just so incredibly excited about it that I don't even want to wait. That part where he throws the axe and Thor throws the hammer and it stops midair, I was like, fucking wrecked. Yeah, the little crash. That's it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I can't wait. What is that, November 6th? I think so. Everyone, we usually try not to be Sony shills on this show or shills of any kind, but by God of War Ragnarok this November. Yeah, if you like the first one, by Sony. it seems like it's right up here. Like if it, unfortunately, I guess the, the, the kind of not great thing is if you didn't like the first one, I don't expect this one to do anything different, like to, to change yeah. your minds, which kind of sucks in that way. But I mean, enough people like the first one that I don't think they're going to change the formula. Also, real quick, just have to point out, him using the Blades of Chaos as, like, a fucking grappling hook? Hell yeah. Yeah, um, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait for my big daddy Kratos to come back and cradle me in his big, heavy arms. Can't wait till, to not play it for four months because I forget it comes out. <laughs> oh, believe me, I will be texting you about it so you remember <laughs> I got too many games, is, dude. I, I'm not going to get around I to know, it. but it would be kind of fun to be playing a game at the same time and actually be able to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. We never do that. It's the true. only time we've ever done that is Elden Ring, and it was great. It was great to be able to talk about a video game with somebody. That's true. I, I guess we could do that. Yeah. And it would be good for the show. It would give us some content. Yeah, because sitting an hour and 20 minutes, we're clearly hurting. Yeah.